Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Hope you're having a phenomenal Monday. A busy one around here, to be sure, but happy to be with you. Thanks for tuning in. It's Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, and the new ESPN Montana app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your uh, Monday. I'm back in the fold, back in the zoo town, back in the Garden City. Uh, fun time in the City of Roses, uh, but good to be home. And now we are into our wheelhouse, Big Sky Conference play. The thing that I have dedicated most of my brain space to, for better or worse, uh, it is upon us. So we're happy to get you all set up. For Montana's Big Sky Conference opener, Montana State's Big Sky Conference opener, give a little synopsis of what went down throughout the non-conference for both these teams and across the rest of the league, across the rest of the FCS. And uh, it's homecoming in Missoula on Saturday, plus a big one over in Cheney, Washington, as well as Montana State takes the show on the road again uh, to go take on Eastern Washington. So, ton to get to today. We'll talk college football, high school football, and NFL football. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, who usually joins us for the Montana Football Hour, right off the top here on your Monday. He uh, got double booked. He is currently, as we speak, uh, interviewing the uh, head coach of Portland State, Bruce Barnum. 
And so he'll be he'll be on his way. He will join us here in a little while. Uh, we also um, will be joined by Marty Mordewig, the uh, our NFL insider. During hour number two, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, we'll talk all the way around what was an absolutely crazy, absolutely insane week two in the NFL. There has been, I can't remember the specific number, but there's been over 2,000 occurrences in which one NFL team led another NFL team by 13 points or more with three minutes or less in that game. Up until yesterday, every single one of those 2,000-plus teams that held the the 13-point or better lead won until the New York Jets came back and beat the Cleveland Browns. Uh, A a truly, completely unique uh, set of circumstances to start uh, for, for the Jets' first win of the football season. So we'll get to all that with Coach Marty here uh, in hour number two during the Monday afternoon quarterback. Very excited for that. ton of stuff for you today, too. We're hooking you up for your rig in multiple ways. We'll have a gift card from Town Pump, Town Pump by the Mile, Town Pump. Uh, kind enough to, to help support us on our travels throughout uh, the United States here and also to help support you as well. And so if you are coming to the game or you're going to a game or, or whatever, we have a $50 gift card for you from Town Pump here in hour number one. And in hour number two, we have a uh, $50 gift card to Dazzler's Car Wash to keep your rig all sparkly and clean. So uh, stay tuned for that, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. You can call us and text us on that number anytime. 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. And remember that for all of our giveaways today and uh, throughout the rest of this week and, you know, forevermore uh, as we continue to, to do this here at ESPN Radio. Montana Football Hour, Monday afternoon quarterback. That's all you need to know here about your Monday shows. That's your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have, give Brent and his team a call today. We start the Montana Football Hour, which is presented by Blackfoot Communications, Stockman Bank, and the Advocates with one thought that I'll get to more of here in a little while. But you don't want to make too much or too little out of one week of college football. Each week in each level of football is a week within itself. You can build momentum throughout a season. You can lose momentum within a week in the midst of a season. But sometimes you see glimmers or sometimes you see something that is bigger than just one week, bigger than just uh, a week-to-week trend or a week-to-week occurrence, a week-to-week phenomenon. I thought what I saw out of the Montana Grizzlies offensively on Saturday in Terre Haute, Indiana against Indiana State in their 49-14 win is the one way in terms of the schematics and the attack that Montana could win the national championship. What I mean by that is I have seen North Dakota State live and in person, I think, 11 times over the last seven seasons. 
I can tell you exactly what their formula is. I can tell you exactly what they want to do within games and within the scope of the season. I can tell you that the way to beat them is not to beat them at their own game because you just won't. You just can't. North Dakota State has and will continue to have the best offensive line in the FCS by far, if not one of the best offensive lines in college football. It's not a coincidence that North Dakota State has one or two offensive linemen drafted every single year. It's not a coincidence that last football season, I haven't done the check this year, but that last football season, there was six North Dakota State alums starting on NFL offensive lines. This isn't just guys on rosters or guys striving to make practice squads, guys that are in the mix. No, these are bona fide NFL starters. They also have an unbelievable formula in the way that they're just going to take this boa constrictor approach to just suffocate you. Almost every North Coast State game I've watched has been so systematic in their dissection of the opponent. They, they g- gain a lead, and then they stretch the lead, and then they just run it down your throat. Meanwhile, nothing spectacular with what they do defensively. They just don't let you gain an inch, and they never give you a big play. It's so hard. They, they, they slowly gain the momentum, and then they quickly gain the momentum, and then they just avalanche you, and they bury you. That's all to say that so often, particularly in the 21st century, it's actually ironic because the, the greatest heights of the Division I AA era that Montana has reached, are, it was in 1995 with the, the National Championship Grizz and then the, the next season when they made an undefeated run to the National Championship. Ironic, I say, because those teams were not on brand with what you'd expect a Montana football team to be. On brand in Montana is a cold-weather, defensive-oriented outfit, very much like what North Dakota State has built over these last 10 years. Montana reached its highest heights throwing the ball over the yard, throwing for 375 yards a game, throwing inside screens and slip screens and running a crazy spread offense in which they had really no reason for or desire to run the football. Ironic, I say, because now what Montana has built over the last 20 years and what they built and then have had to rebuild is a, a, a program. North Dakota, let's say it like this. North Dakota State over the last 10 years is a better version of what Montana was the previous 10 years to that. Montana was so good 2000 and 2009, but they had only the 2001 National Championship to show for Bobby Houck over three in National Championship games despite having a similar formula to what NDSU has used to win the national championship the last, uh, you know, to win nine out of the last ten national championships. That said, the way to beat NDSU right now is to not beat them at your own game. They, You can't. You won't catch them in that. You're never going to get Dylan Radunes and, uh, you know, Cordell Volson and guys like that that are coming from small Midwestern towns. They're going to North Dakota State because – As Matt Entz, the NDSU head coach, said last year, NDSU is the premier... I mean, they are offensive linemen you. Offensive linemen are cult heroes in Fargo, North Dakota. They're not putting their quarterbacks on the billboards. They're putting their offensive linemen on the billboards. 
So you're not going to beat them at their own game. What I saw out of Montana Saturday, Indiana State loading the box, and to be fair, not a comparable matchup to what Montana's going to see later on in the season throughout most of Big Sky Conference play or in the FCS playoffs. I thought Indiana State had a couple okay players, but by and large you could tell they were a, a bottom part of the Missouri Valley Football Conference team and, and certainly by no means even in the realm of playoff contention. But what Indiana State did was load the box, and what Montana did was they ran a true, modern, RPO-style offense, run-pass option where the quarterback can make the read. He can give to the running back. He can pull it. He can throw it to a receiver. Or at certain times, Lucas Johnson could take off himself. Well, what they showed was their ability to spread the football all over the field. What they showed was their ability to tack people out of the slot. What they showed is how many great weapons they do have on the perimeter. And I thought the fact that Montana threw for 300-something yards, I think 326 was their final number. The fact that they had multiple players catch their first touchdowns. Keelan White had a spring touchdown in the, in the exhibition spring season in 2021, but he caught his first official autumn touchdown. Ryan Simpson also caught his first official touchdown as a Grizzly. And uh, Coulter Janicaro from Missoula Big Sky he also scored his first touchdown um, in, in garbage time, in in, in the waning uh, minutes of that game. But that's all to say that what Montana did offensively is the only way they're going to beat NDSU. I know this team has national championship con- uh, aspirations. I think they're incredibly talented. I think they are warranted in being the number two team in the country. I think they're lights out on defense. I think they got a great hierarchy of leadership. I think they have a great culture in terms of their buy-in to what the coaches want from them. All of it doesn't matter because you got to slay the Giant. you got to beat the juggernaut. The only way to beat them is to play like Montana did on Saturday offensively. I'm talking scheme. I'm not talking desire. I'm not talking competitiveness. I'm not talking any of that. you got to be able to beat them with your athletes. you got to put your athletes in a position to succeed, and you got to let it all hang out. I don't know if that's going to be a replicable formula. I don't know if Montana's going to do that again or if it was just based on what Indiana State was doing offensively, or defensively, excuse me, but maybe a glimpse, at least in my humble opinion, of what the Grizzlies will have to do if they do want to win a national championship. It's the Montana Football Hour here on Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. The Montana Football Hour is presented in part by Stockman Bank. At Stockman Bank, they invite you to experience the Stockman difference. As a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means to you is your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and your neighbors. Let Mon- set, let uh, Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking today. Let's get through some high school scores. We'll give you some more high school analysis tomorrow to lead the show. But just wanted to get some of these scores out there. By the way, for those not following along, those that uh, aren't paying attention or those that are, are just uh, tuning in uh, to find the Actual tangible results. Montana, a 49-14 win at Indiana State. So the Grizzlies, 3-0 going into Big Sky Conference play. Montana State gave up more points than they have since 2008 when Kansas State rolled up 69 on them. They gave up 68 to Oregon State. No punts for the Beavers. Touchdowns every time they touched the ball. I thought Montana State looked poor and unprepared on special teams. I thought they uh, looked out of sync and out of communication defensively. 
And I thought their offense actually looked decent. Their offense in the run game and their offensive line looked pretty good. Uh, they had three costly turnovers, though. Three three interceptions thrown by Tommy Malott, the first three of his college career. But if you break down the film, I thought one of them was a safety making a play, and two of them were the receivers running the wrong routes. So I don't know how much you can actually fully pin on Tommy Malott, but a ton of question marks for the Cats. We'll get to that here in just a little while. But here's some of your high school scores from last week. Missoula Hellgate went to Helena and played a great first half. They're up 15-7 to over Helena High. But then Helena High dominates the second half, 35 unanswered points, and the Bengals move to 3-1 and one with a 42-15 to win over Hellgate. A couple other results from Friday night. A good win by Big Timber. That's one of the best Class B results of the week, 32-12 to over Columbus. Billings Central, they stayed undefeated with a 35-0 win over Haver. Billings West, they are, have got their footing under them a little bit after a tough start to the season. They started out playing Sentinel and Capital, the two best teams in the state, at least in terms of ranking and accomplishment thus far. But West now has won a couple in a row. They sit at 2-2 two and two after a 14-0 win over Great Falls. Great Falls High is 2-2 two and two as well uh, after um, starting out 2-0. and oh. Bozeman rolled up Belgrade in a cross Gallatin Valley matchup, 49-6. Bozeman Gallatin beat Billings Senior 14-10. Butte High blasted Kalispell Flathead 40-0. Columbia Falls, they continue their uh, offensive aerials with a 49-7 win over Libby. Really good win for Columbia Falls there. Libby was a contender up there in the north, uh, but 49-7, a pretty convincing victory by the Wildcats. Down the Bitterroot Valley, Darby beat Victor 40-12. Drummond, Phillipsburg, that's the Flint Creek Co-op. They rolled up Charlo, Charlo, excuse me, 60-24. East Helena, their first varsity football win, 47-13 over Browning. Fairfield beat the defending Class C eight-man champion Thompson Falls 12-0. Frenchtown continues to look like a playoff contender with a 38-0 win over Corvallis. Great Falls CMR, they continue scoring a, a Ton of points. Cole Taylor continues his outstanding senior year. He had two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, and a 63-0 win over Billing Skyview. Hamilton rolls past Butte Central, 42-0. Helena Capital beats Missoula Big Sky, 56-7. They were up 42-0 in the first half, so Capital continues to roll. They are 4-0. Hamilton, by the way, they are still uh, undefeated as well. So their winning streak from last year continues into this year. I think it's 15 or 16 games in a row uh, for the Bronx. Hunley Project drills Anaconda 42-15. to Jefferson High School beats Florence Carlton, so that's Boulder over the Falcons. The first loss for Florence since the semifinals of the 2020 Class B playoffs. So the defending champion Falcons, they dropped their first one of the year, but they'll be okay. I mean, that was two of the three best teams in Class B, in my opinion. Uh, So we'll see if Florence can bounce back. But a a huge win for Jefferson County High School uh, there over the Falcons. Lewistown beats Laurel 24-3, so a big win uh, for the uh, Fergus County Eagles. Missoula Loyola, they get back on the winning side of things with a 41-0 win over Red Lodge. By the game of the week this week, Missoula Sentinel beats Kalispell Glacier. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But what do you know it? The Spartans have a 25th consecutive victory 38-31 38-31 uh, over the Wolfpack there in uh, up in the Flathead Valley, up in Kalispell. So huge win for the Spartans. And uh, they're 4-0. Oh. 
two-time defending state champs, still look like the team to beat. Polson, they continue their great start. They moved to 4-0 with a 47-12 win over Ronan. Sheridan guts one out against Sealy Swan, a back-and-forth game there, uh, but Sheridan defeats Sealy Swan 33-32. Mission, that's St. Ignatius, they defeat Arlee 72-22. Superior, they hang 68 on Valley Christian, 68-20. And Townsend, that's Broadwater County, they defeat Manhattan 39 to nothing. So there you go. That's your uh, high school scoreboard as part of the Montana Football Hour uh, here on Nuanas Now. Montana Football Hour presented in part by the Advocates. This time of year, coming and going, all sorts of sports, all sorts of kids going everywhere. That means more distracted driving and more dangerous roads. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, the Advocates are here to help you. The Advocates will handle the overwhelming legal process so you can get back on your feet emotionally, financially, financially, and physically. Excuse me. Call 406-640-4444 and call today. The Advocates reminding you that you deserve an advocate. In the Big Sky Conference world, the news of the week here in Missoula, Patrick O'Connell is the Big Sky Conference Player of the Week. I thought he should have been the Player of the Week in Week 1 as well, uh, but this one certainly justified two and a half sacks, uh, three tackles for loss, and nine total tackles in Montana's 49-14 win over Indiana State. That's the second Grizz in three weeks to win Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Week. Braxton Hill was the award winner in Week 1 after Montana's 47-0 win over Northwestern State. O'Connell now up to five sacks, seven and a half tackles for loss, and 26 total tackles. So certainly a front runner for the Buck Buchanan Award, which he finished as a finalist for uh, a year ago. Montana, during their uh, three-game non-conference winning streak, they outscored their opponents 120-21. to So a 119-point margin of victory on the plus side for the Grizzlies in the non-conference. On Saturday, they gave up 22 yards in the second half. They did not allow a offense to gain more than 212 total yards of offense uh, so far this season through three games. So unbelievable start to the year. Uh, for the Grizz defense and Patrick O'Connell for my money, a guy that is uh, having as good a start to his senior year uh, as as we've seen for a guy playing uh, in a Montana jersey. Montana Football Hour presented in part by Blackfoot Communications. Appreciate Blackfoot for their continued support of all of our uh, podcasting and uh, business development endeavors. They're a great place for small businesses. If you need some sort of networking, you need some fiber, uh, or you need any sort of business development ideas, they also have their Connect to More startup incubator in which they uh, really help small business owners get things rolling from a technology and networking standpoint, which is very essential. And we appreciate Blackfoot Communications for all that they are involved with, with us uh, here at ESPN Radio, as well as Skyline Sports and across the board. Great people, great, great local business to work with. And fierce supporters of athletics across the state of Montana, Blackfoot Communications is the digital sponsor of Grizz Athletics. Three big things from the Montana State and the Montana games. I I was not in Terre Haute, Indiana, but I did watch the duration of the uh, Montana 49-14 win uh, at Indiana State. I I led with my one big thing about the Grizzlies. That's the way they... if, If Montana is truly... Going to win a national championship. And if winning a national championship means beating North Dakota State, 
The way they got to do it is the way that they played offense on Saturday. I do think you need to be able to run the ball um, with some level of efficacy, but I think that with what Montana has on the perimeter, whether it's Mitch Roberts, Malik Flowers, Keelan White, Aaron Fonts, uh, you know, on down the line, Junior Bergen, I think that Montana, to beat the best teams in the FCS, to truly exploit the mismatches that they can create, they need to do it with their athletes on the perimeter. They need to do it by putting the ball in the hands of their best playmaker, and that's Lucas Johnson, and then having him distribute it to all the rest of their best playmakers, which I think Junior Bergen and Aaron Fonts should be if they're used properly and utilized adequately, two of the best playmakers uh, in the Big Sky Conference. So my first big thing for the Grizz coming out of this weekend is that the RPO, the run-pass option stuff we saw on Saturday, that is the best way for the Grizzlies to go about trying to win uh, an FCS national championship. Three big things for the Cats. Number one, that was as poor a special teams as I've seen played by a Montana State football team in their 68-28 to loss to Oregon State. The, the low-hanging fruit is Tommy Mallott and to criticize his abilities as a, a drop-back and pocket-passing quarterback. There's more to the story than that. Uh, and we'll get to that in the in the sort of the ebbs and flows of the analysis of this game. You can talk about the three picks, uh, justified criticism for sure. But on one of those picks, it was a diving pick by a safety, just a guy making a play. Two of them, they were supposed to be hitch and goes or some sort of hitch or whatever, but you could tell the receiver ran the wrong route. And, you know, I mean, maybe it's in the quarterback, maybe it's on the quarterback to tuck that and run it or, or do something, not throw it. But either way, I thought that Tommy Mallott coming out of this game, I, I my phone blew up over the last two days, like it always does on Sundays and Mondays, with people giving their pot thoughts, their opinions, which, by the way, you want to give your thoughts, your opinions, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. You want to give your thoughts and opinions about any of this? Text us, call us, all that. But the number one thing I heard from coming out of the weekend from both Grizz and Bobcat people were, were criticisms of Tommy Mallott. I'll tell you this right now. I think Montana State has some things they need to, to shore up if they're going to truly make another run at the FCS playoffs. I think their quarterback play is far down the list of what they need to figure out. We're going to get to more of that in a minute. The number one thing they need to figure out is their special teams. They gave up 193 return yards in the third quarter alone. They gave up a punt return for a touchdown. They gave up another huge punt return uh, for that set up a touchdown. I mean, they, they gave up yards in bunches, and when you're – not fabricating much on offense. You're punting frequently, and then the other team is gashing you every time they field a punt or a kick. That puts your defense in a terrible spot. Number two big thing for the Cats is what I just said. I think Tommy Mallott is far down the list of problems for MSU. I do think they're going to need more of a functional and efficient passing attack to really, truly compete in the Big Sky Conference and to really, truly make another run. Uh, at a fourth straight FCS playoff berth. But I I think that going from almost non-existent to average in the passing game is not as tall of a task as figuring out who your leader is on defense. Who are you turning to when things aren't going bad? Somebody's got to step up and say something. They had guys that had sort of leadership positions last year like Callahan O'Reilly and Tyle Cotter are both captains this year. Those guys got to step up both in their play and by what they say, and I think that that is going to be a key for Montana State going forward. My second big thing for the Grizz, I thought 
to go on the road, play in a largely irrelevant atmosphere, play in a largely unenergetic setting, and play against a largely overmatched opponent, but then to have the said opponent gash you for a 54-yard rushing touchdown and put you on your heels a little bit and actually be tied with you and push you a little bit at least early on, I think that's good for the Grizz. I think they needed it. Is the one of the first times all year that they've gotten out of a gap? Is it was the first time all year they've given up a huge play? I, I guess uh, Travis Tice had a 25-yard touchdown for South Dakota in the fourth quarter in Missoula a couple weeks ago, but Justin Dinka's 54-yard run, I thought that was good for the Grizzlies to show that they're not immortal and also show that you got to be locked in even if you're not playing at home. It, it was one of the most predictable things that I could think of. You know. Winning your first two games, 71-7, to at home on beautiful Saturday afternoons in September in Missoula with all the fervor behind the program right now. Totally predictable that the Grizz would come out a little bit uh, having to bring their own energy and have a little bit of a learning curve in figuring out how to do that. Well, they did it, so I thought that was good for them. So um, I thought it was a good thing that Montana did have to face some adversity shore it up, and then, man, did they ever shore it up. They only gave up three first downs after halftime. They only got 22 yards of offense after halftime. They outgained their opponent 211-22 to in the second half. So pretty good for the Grizz defense uh, once they got things locked in. The third big thing for the Cats, uh, I think they need to, to redefine what their roles are defensively, not just from a leadership perspective, but I think that they need to figure out who's going to do what, what's coming from where. So much of what they did defensively last year was skewed because they had such special athletes doing it. Chase Benson's one of the best true noses I've seen. How do they, And again, the guys I'm talking about, you're not going to replace these guys. So I think you just need to re-allot responsibility. Ty Okada looked darn good as a nickel in the box, playing against the run, kind of as that third linebacker. He hasn't been much of a factor here uh, during his senior year. How much of that is not having Troy Anderson roaming on the opposite side? Callahan O'Reilly, one of Montana State's leading tacklers each of the last two years. How much of that was because of all the stuff that got filtered back to him because of how disruptive guys like Troy Anderson and Daniel Hardy were? Jeffrey Manning, a guy who was a ball hawk last year but didn't have to do much in the run game. He needs to step up. He needs to figure out a way to make plays, both whether it's uh, you know getting his hand on some footballs or being more solid in the run support. Oregon State attacked the middle of the field. And if you believe the narrative that Montana State's secondary is a veteran one with a ton of returners and some of their top talent, well, they got to be better then. Uh, Of Chance Nolan's 19 completions, 14 of them went for first downs and four of them went for touchdowns. So you're just gashing, gashing them. Even when they did get to third down, they weren't able to make plays. So I think that Montana State, the guys who are supposed to be their best players, need to rise up and become their best players, and they also need to figure out how to reallot what they're doing defensively. Who is going to be the playmakers? How are they going to make plays? That'll be essential for the Cats moving forward. And then the third big thing for the Grizz, I think with what we thought this season could be uh, and with the expectations that the program harbors internally, the Grizz are right where they need to be. They're 3-0 and with three statement-dominant victories. They're number two in the country and now they got uh, a Portland State team that's licking their wounds coming off a bye after getting drilled at the University of Washington, 52-6, to coming to town. So I think the Grizz, that's my third big thing. 
They are exactly right where they need to be. This is the Montana Football Hour. It's presented by the Advocates. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call 406-640-4444 and talk to the Advocates today. The Advocates will handle paperwork and frustrating phone calls with the insurance company so you can focus on helping your loved one heal and recover peacefully. Chat with an advocate 24-7 at MontanaAdvocates.com. More with the Montana Football Hour. We're getting some of the, uh, the ins and outs of what I saw in Portland and also some of the strengths and weaknesses of what I saw the Grizzlies do in Terre Haute. Back with more on the Montana Football Hour. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. I think it's a sign that you're getting old when you hear young people listening to the stuff that you listened to in high school and college. And just can't help but chuckle uh, that some of the same stuff still resonates uh, to this day. New Orleans Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Thanks for hanging out with us here on your Monday. More on the Montana Football Hour here uh, in just a minute. I was down at the University of Montana earlier uh, today for uh, just yet another just riveting press conference for the Grizz football team. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, I stayed... Because I don't want to bore you with the logistics of, of our uh, our jobs and our technological challenges at this exact moment in time. But it's just worked better to upload the files before leaving the arena while you're on the same Wi-Fi. So the Lady Grizz were practicing. Lady Grizz basketball team was practicing while I was uploading it. And they were just listening to like 90s and early 2000s hip-hop. And I just thought it was funny. So the first hour of this show, the playlist is brought to you by the Lady Grizz. Thanks for hooking it up. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you from the ESPN Montana studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting Company, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. The Montana Football Hour is presented in part by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank has 36 locations and counting throughout the state of Montana. They are in Montana and only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking today. Portland State in town for homecoming this upcoming week. I had a chance to sit down with Bruce Barnum last week, so we will play an excerpt of that 
interview again later on this week. Uh, we also are going to hear from John Johnson, the new uh, head coach, or excuse me, the new athletic director uh, at Portland State. He has some Montana ties. He actually played at Montana State uh, for Sonny Lubick in the late 1970s. Then he transferred to Eastern Washington. He was at Eastern with Bruce Barnum, the head coach of Portland State. Uh, so John Johnson, they call him J.J., uh, incredibly nice guy. I met him when I was on campus. And uh, couldn't have been more welcoming. But he'll join us later on this week just to talk about the state of college football, particularly when it comes to Portland. I had never seen Portland State's internal facilities. Based on the the prowess or lack thereof, the exposure or lack thereof, of their football program, You'd think that they just had completely subpar facilities and resources. That ain't the case. Their weight room is really nice. It is on par with most of the weight rooms I've seen in the Big Sky Conference. Their internal facilities are great. Portland is great. Their campus is sweet. So what is the thing that has been eluding Portland State? I think part of it is telling their story and having other people to tell their story as well. So we're going to help tell Portland State's story. I know we're doing it in Montana, but we're going to anyways. So that'll be later on. That'll be on Wednesday uh, for our um, ESPN roundtable. That's all to say, though, Portland State loading up their interviews early this week. So Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, who usually joins us here for the Montana Football Hour, he's in the midst of doing those interviews. So uh, not sure. I texted him to see if he wanted to just jump on on the phone. And I haven't heard from him, so I think that means he's in the middle of his phone call. So maybe we'll hear from Riley, maybe we won't. If we don't, uh, maybe we'll get him uh, on the phone line or in the studio later on this week. But we shall trudge forward uh, here on the Montana Football Hour. I think this is fun. Big Sky Conference opening opponents for both the Cats and the Grizz. Montana State going to Eastern Washington for the second year in a row. And Montana welcoming Portland State to town. I think these should be these should be competitive games. I also think these games are going to tell us a lot about all four of the Big Sky teams involved. So here's a look at what happened around the Big Sky Conference this last week. Uh, and it it's not to fully wrap up non-conference because there's still a couple non-conference games left. A couple of teams took buys uh, early this year. Portland State's coming off a buy. Eastern Washington's coming off a buy as well. So another interesting fold for these two uh, openers for the Montana schools. Eastern Washington still has one more non-conference game at Florida next week. Wow. And uh, Portland State has another non-conference game. They're playing a team by a school, Lincoln College. Never heard of it. Don't even know what it is. I heard the backstory from the Portland State people, though. They were supposed to be playing Southern Utah. In the midst of their athletic director transition, the contract never got signed. So they had to find a game somewhere, somehow. So they're playing Lincoln College. No idea what that even means. And I I believe Sac State has one more non-conference game to be played as well. So not a full wrap of the non-conference, but for most most programs, here's the scores from the wrap of the non-conference schedule. Montana beat Indiana State 49-14. Montana State lost to Oregon State 68-28. South Dakota, the team that was in Missoula two weeks ago, they beat Cal Poly 38-21 in Vermilion. Idaho, they gets their first win of the Jason Eck era. They beat Drake 42-14. Central Arkansas beats Idaho State 31-16. 
a back-and-forth game that I watched a good amount of between North Dakota and Northern Arizona. UND goes into the walk-up Skydome and beats NAU uh, 27-24. So that's a good win by the Fighting Hawks and a tough loss for NAU. If they could have got that one, they would have had two of the more impressive non-conference victories after coming off that 10-3 win over Sam Houston. But a good game there uh, for both those schools and a good win by North Dakota in Flagstaff. Northern Colorado got their first win of the year, 21-14 over Lamar. Weber State moves to 3-0 in non-conference play with a 44-14 win over Utah Tech. UC Davis, they got their first win of the year. Uh, Even though they've played really well, they gave Cal a good uh, matchup, and then they also gave South Dakota State everything they could handle. But UC Davis gets on the board, their first victory, 43-13 over San Diego. Southern Illinois, They were one of the biggest disappointments. Sam Herter from Hero Sports who joined us last week, and he'll probably join us this week as well, still smoothing out the schedule for this week. But Sam said he thought Southern Illinois was one of the biggest disappointments so far in the FCS as a uh, 0-2 start. Well, (laughs) they get their first win in Chicago. They go to Northwestern, and they knock off the Wildcats 31-24. That's probably the biggest uh, non-conference win by an FCS school uh, of the weekend. And then crazy that this is considered an upset, especially in FCS land. But Arizona gets out a 31-28 win over North Dakota State. They snap the Bison's record six-game winning streak over FBS opponents. North Dakota State went to Tucson as a two-point underdog. A lot of people thought they were going to win that game. Arizona guts one out and uh, beats the juggernaut of the FCS, and uh, North Dakota State suffers their first win uh, of the season. Riley Corker says he's ready, so that's good. We'll take one more break and come back. The voice of the Grizz will give us some of his thoughts on the trip to Terre Haute and uh, look at uh, the the Big Sky Conference with league play getting underway. The Montana Football Hour is presented in part by the Advocates. You can call the Advocates or chat with them online 24-7, and they're not going to charge you until they make a settlement in your case. Call 406-640-4444. Or chat anytime, 24-7, online at MontanaAdvocates.com. The Advocates reminding you that you deserve an advocate. Riley Corcoran on the Grizz and all things Big Sky Conference. Next, keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. All right, I got a great trivia question for you. And if no one gets this, that's fine. We'll figure out another way to do the giveaway. But if you know, so right there, we were just listening to the smash hit. Can't believe this was a smash hit 27 years ago, but the one of the, one of the biggest smash hits of the 1990s, Mariah Carey, Fantasy. You were probably listening to that if you're a younger listener and thinking that was the new remix of the the, the big energy song that everybody's listening to right now. 
But that Big Energy song is a remix of, or I guess a sample of, that Mariah Carey song. But here's your trivia question. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. If you're listening and you just heard Mariah Carey's Fantasy, and you know the Big Energy song that I'm talking about, that's a sample of that. Here's your trivia question, though. If you get this right, we got a $50 gift card to Town Pump Food Stores for you. Who did Mariah Carey sample for that song? So the one you're thinking of that's a hit now is a sample of that, but that song is also a sample. Who did the song that Mariah Carey sampled for that smash hit fantasy? It's from the 1980s. If you know who it is, 406-888-1029. 888-1029. We'll give you about 10 minutes. If anybody knows what song fantasy or who sang this, who, who did the song that Mariah Carey sampled? In 1995, for her smash hit fantasy, we got a $50 gift card for you to Town Pump. And if nobody gets it, which I don't know if any of you actually are, then we'll, we'll figure out another way to give you the, the gift card. But either way, I appreciate Town Pump for sponsoring Town Pump by the Mile. And appreciate the Advocates, Blackfoot Communications, and Stockman Bank for sponsoring the Montana Football Hour. Stockman Bank is going to give you personalized customer service, and your phone call is always going to be answered by a live person They blend Western values with modern conveniences and state-of-the-art technology, providing time-tested products and services from people who truly care about you and your financial success. We go now to finish out the Montana Football Hour to the Rangers Brothers Army phone line. Welcome in our great friend, great friend of this show, Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz. He's back from Terre Haute. He's already preparing for his broadcast this upcoming weekend for a homecoming Saturday in Missoula with Portland State coming to town. Riley, what's up, my man? What's going on? Tell us about how the trip went uh, back there to the Eastern time zone. Hold on. First off, I don't come in studio and you're talking Mariah Carey. What the heck's going on over there in the studio for now? The Lady Grizz inspired me. They were practicing when I was down there at the press (laughs) conference, and they were listening to a bunch of throwbacks. Maybe our guy Nate Harris was DJing. I don't know. But they were definitely listening to music from way before any of those players were born. Uh, So, you know, I got inspired to play a little old-school hip-hop. I love it. That's why we tune into Nuanas now. You don't know what you're going to get. For those out there, that is a deep dive trivia question. If you get it, Coulter might have to throw something more than just the Town Pump gift card. But with that being said, I will answer your question, Coulter. Great to be talking with you, man. I know we're both flying around after last weekend of being on the road. It was a unique trip for Montana. It really was. They were in the state of Indiana all of just 23 hours. I mean, getting there with the time change, Late at night at 7 o'clock, they actually stayed in the Indianapolis Airport Hotel. Didn't get up till the morning and went down there. The, the Grizz were only in Terre Haute for 90 minutes before kickoff and right to the airport afterwards. So as glamorous as you thought it might be with seeing Larry Bird's statue and whatnot, that wasn't the case. And it really was a tough game, I think, for Montana to get up for. The atmosphere was dead. It was humid. There was no fans, anything like that. So it it was a unique game. Some might say it would be a trap. I know I've been uh, listening a little bit uh, in the first hour about the RPO run game, but I think Montana showed a lot of things. But it was a really tough trip from a logistical standpoint and you know, kind of a workman-like, business-like win for Montana as they headed on the plane home. The Grizz... Uh, offense is getting a ton of headlines coming out of the game, and justifiably so. I thought they used their variety of skill playmakers better than any other time this season, and I think that's their future. If they want to make a run at the whole shooting match, I think that's the thing they're going to have to do 
uh, especially when it comes to playing the top of the top teams in the FCS. But let's talk about the defense first. They give up a 54-yard touchdown run in the first quarter. I actually thought that was something that was good uh, for the Grizzlies. I think that getting hit in the mouth and actually having to respond and actually having to give up a big play and then see how they adjust was a big thing. But then in the second half, they went back to being their suffocating selves, just 22 yards of total offense after halftime. Was it an adjustment or was it just a, uh, a mindset adjustment for the Grizz uh, defensively? I think it was more a mindset than anything, and I echo your sentiment that they needed just a little bit of adversity on the road, and, and they got it. Indiana State, great push up front. I think the depth was on display for Montana as they absolutely wore down the Sycamores as the game went on. But Indiana State was getting a push early. They were moving the football to where Greg and I in the booth are looking at each other going, okay, this is going to be a battle. Indiana State is playing up to their potential. That 54-yard run, not to make excuses, Coach Howe took that one on the chin, said it was all him. It was just a miscommunication of getting a call in. But that broke the long run. That's kind of what Montana needed. And, Coulter, I think a lot of people will focus on the defense and, of course, how they were able to rally and hold Indiana State close or to pretty much nothing, which obviously is accurate, 22 total yards in the entire second half. But I was really impressed by the Grizzly offense, right, because they're the ones under the microscope on that very next possession. I think the most underrated play of the day, Grizzly backed up. It was a third and 15 inside their own 20-yard line. Indiana State had momentum after that touchdown run. They were going to get the ball back. They felt like they were actually moving the ball and Mitch Roberts made an unbelievable catch on the near sideline, and Lucas Johnson put it the only spot where Mitch could catch it. And I, I just think that's the difference right there is this offense is now able to complement the defense. The defense desperately needed to get off the field. They did. I think a lot of people wouldn't remember that in the first half, Indiana State actually held the ball for 20 minutes. So the Grizz offense wasn't really out there. Defense, you could say, was maybe getting a little gas. And the script totally got flipped in the second half. It, it was probably a perfect win in the eyes of the coaches to where some things to work on. But when it really mattered, Montana really pushed the gas pedal down and, and capped off a near-perfect non-conference portion. When it comes to that non-conference, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining us here on the Montana Football Hour. Marty Bordelweg just walked in. So Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, but the Grizz took care of business 120-21, to 21, the uh, – the final uh, scoring margin of the non-conference didn't allow an opponent over 212 yards of total offense uh, in any of the three games and three pretty much lights-out, utterly dominant victories. How would you evaluate where the Grizz are at compared to where they're expected to be uh, with Big Sky Conference play and homecoming on the horizon? I think even exceeding expectations a little bit, Coulter. I, I think meeting expectations would maybe be the answer to some out there, but the way that they've done it, the, the fashion that they have won these football games, and just quite frankly, the depth they've been able to display has really impressed me because as I knock on wood right now, the biggest difference between now and a year ago for Montana is the lack of injuries. And, and the health of this team is truly 100%. You look at where Montana was at a year ago on fifth-string running backs and trying to figure out the offensive line more, defensive rotations, who was going to be the starter each week, and, and maybe even what's going on in Bozeman right now with their running back situation, that Montana is extremely healthy. So that's why I would say that they probably exceeded expectations. Yes, one might 
want to focus in on the opponents. Northwestern State, Indiana State, are, are those teams rebuilding rosters? Yes, they are. But South Dakota is a playoff team from last year. They're only a 13-point underdog this week to North Dakota State, so you know that's a legitimate win. Montana absolutely handled them, too. So I do think that it was exactly what you wanted if you're a Grizz fan, but let's just call it what it is. This team was supposed to be 3-0 and going into this, and I think a lot of people would say they're supposed to be 6-0 and going into Sacramento State. So with that being said, this team's right on schedule. Ryan Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. You can find his broadcasts on the Grizzly Radio Network whenever the Grizz are in action. You can also find him here the first hour of each Monday's show for the Montana Football Hour. And you can also catch him on the Inside the Den podcast as well. Inside the Den, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. Uh, Last thing for you then, Riley, what's on Inside the Den this week? What do you got cooking? I know you dropped that on Monday, so it's probably already out. It's funny you say that, Coulter. It literally just got dropped. We're waiting for the final piece. You had a great interview last week with Bruce Barnum that covered a little bit of everything. We had Coach Barney on again to to really focus in on this game. So this this week's a great homecoming episode. We'll go through the win over Indiana State. We'll have Bruce Barnum. We'll have Sammy Akem, who just signed with the USFL Philadelphia Stars. And then also Leanne Meyer, the alumni director, to have all of your events for homecoming. So make sure to check out the Inside the Den, presented by Blackfoot, just dropped this afternoon. There you go, Voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran. He'll be back at it next week. Maybe we'll catch up with him between sometime between now and then. We'll see. But either way, Riley, thanks for taking a minute for us, man, and we'll catch up with you soon. Always, Coulter. Have a fun one with Marty. I know I'll be listening. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. Thanks so much to Blackfoot Communications, Stockman Bank, and the Advocates for their proud sponsorship of the Montana Football Hour. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Next, all things NFL. What a wild week two it was. Right after this, keep it right here. You want us now, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.